Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Okay, cheers guys. Cheers. Yay. Hi everybody. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Kimmy. I'm Liza. And today we're joined by a very special guest. Um, Hannah Ornstein, and she's very special to me because she was my editor at Elite Daily, but she's many other things as well. See, I'm already screwing up the order. Author of Playing With Matches, a dating editor at Elite Daily, and then also a former matchmaker. So Hannah is like the expert of all experts. And Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> no, thank you for being here. I'm a little flustered because we work together, but I work remotely, so this is our first time meeting yeah. in pers- IRL. Which is crazy. I had no idea you guys hadn't met until yeah. 10 minutes ago. No, no, no. There was an event that I was out of town for. Right. It's like, yeah. We only chat through Gchat. Gchat. And email. So funny. Yeah. And yeah. email is, like, really formal for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's bizarre. It's so weird how we have these, like, relationships. You Especially know, 20% with what we write about and share with each other, too. Yeah, it's like dating. Yeah. It's very personal. Totally. Yeah. yeah, but also, like, online. You know, it's... It moderns, like... It moderns. Oh, my God. Models <laughs> the modern dating experience. It does. Of, like, a lot is digital and removed. Yeah. yeah blah, blah, blah. We, we dated Too sober <laughs> for philosophy <laughs> right now. <laughs> Drink that rosé and... But I really just want to say, before we even get into it, we're going to mm-hmm. talk about playing with matches, but everyone should go pick up a copy. It's very perfect for summer... If you're dating, we're going to talk about more. It's about a matchmaker. It's a very, very cool, fun read, and it's inspired by some real life. So we'll we'll talk more about that in a second. But for sure. Uh, but just to kick us off, Hannah, so our listeners can get to know you, do you have a particularly bad first date story you want to tell us? Yes. I mean, I don't know of a person dating who doesn't have a bad one sure. but uh, <laughs> one one that sticks out in my mind is like right before I met my boyfriend and maybe that's like a good sign like a bad date gets you a good one but he was like more educated than I was made like three times as much money as I did he was older like he had so much going for him and he spent the whole night really insecure and like asking me if he was doing okay on the date because he found out that I used to work as a matchmaker and then I just started a job as a dating editor. Whoa. So he'd be like, is this a good date? Am I doing well on the date? How's the date? What's the date? Is it good? Am I good? <laughs> and just like his total lack of confidence was such a turnoff. Mm. And then the thing that really sealed it was that he got us a, a personal size pizza to share. And I think that you should get two personal size pizzas for two I, people. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's depressing. <laughs> yeah, it was. So just stare down half of a personal pizza. Yeah. Um, I, I feel, like, feel like it's funny because Kimmy's faced similar things of like people know she has a podcast or know she writes about dating mm-hmm, online mm-hmm. and like there's that weirdness. But I just feel like, dude, everybody on a date has a little part of their brain that's like, am I doing okay? But just don't fucking say it. Just say it. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. I had no idea that he was nervous until he literally said, I'm really nervous and intimidated by you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Way to speak your truth, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like, I'm not that intimidating. Or don't say that if you think that's true. Yeah. No, then it's... I feel like it kind of weirdly puts the, the onus on you to like prove him prove that assumption wrong right like it puts you in a position of being like look how warm and open i am (laughs) which like you should just be yourself like i'm nice i don't know i'm not gonna dumb myself down yeah something stupid to make him feel more comfortable yeah 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 yeah. which is like what women do all the time also too early for drunk feminism (laughs) yeah we like to get down some drunk feminism rabbit holes sometimes but we'll get there sure 
but I also I do feel like that just yeah it's actually him asking for validation just like is yeah putting you in a terrible position it's actually like a weird dominant move in a weird way it's like him trying to I don't know he's not actually looking for advice he's just trying to make you feel maybe less than because he feels less than yeah somehow I don't know yeah or just like I don't know I don't know it's a first date. You gotta just try to keep, keep it light. Just keep it fun. yeah, keep those neuroses, you know, <laughs> in the box for like three dates, and then you know maybe can let one or two out. Yeah, <laughs> slowly, just slowly um, open the box. I say, as someone who's never done that, <laughs> <laughs> openly neurotic. Um, will you just like really quick tell us your like dating life story? Like you, you went to college in New York, right? Yeah. So you've been in New York kind of dating here for mm -hmm. a while. Yeah. So I've pretty much only dated in New York aside from like prom. (laughs) So um, right after I moved to New York, I met my college boyfriends on OkCupid and we, so I was in college and he had just graduated college and he was working and we dated on and off for like two or three years and it ended in sort of a messy way because that's what an on and off relationship is. Um, and then I was single and then I was dating sort of like all over the city. I was on apps. I was dating sort of professionally as a matchmaker. Um, so I worked as a matchmaker for a dating service. So for my clients, I had a number of means of getting them matches, but one was using dating apps. So I had like eight on my phone. I'd be swiping for my clients and then like occasionally I'd be like, oh, like he's cute. Like he can be for myself as well. And um, so I was doing that, and then I got really burnt out by dating, as one would sure. from it being your job. And I, um, you know, spent like the next couple months like not really looking for anything. And then um, many years later, here we are. Um, <laughs> I met my current boyfriend on two different dating apps. One, I one was Tinder. I was using it for work. I just started at Elite Daily, and this was before Kimmy was a writer. Well, you were a writer, but you weren't one of my writers. No, yet. I wasn't. I yeah. had no writers. And I had to do, like, six stories a day, so I was just scrambling and frantically looking for quotes from people about dating, because, you know, we need to, like, collect quotes from oh, yeah. single people about dating. And um, so I'd go on Tinder, and I would set my radius to 100 miles, and I would swipe right on every single person and look for people to talk to about dating. And one guy, he gave me, like, a really quick quote. That was it. We didn't really talk. And then, like, a week or two later, I bumped into him on Hinge. And that's when I realized that he's a software engineer at Hinge. And so we wound up, (laughs) yeah, we wound up um, going out. We both sort of worked in dating, had that weird connection, and we got drinks. And that was um, like eight, nine months ago. And we just got back from vacation with my family. Oh, that's nice. So wonderful. That's that. That's so And they're really cute together because they're Instagram friends. I haven't met him, but yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Wait, that's so sweet. I didn't realize the hinge software engineer part. That's, that's like, so yeah. romantic. <laughs> like, adorable. I, it's so, it must be so funny to be a software engineer at a dating app. Yeah, it is. Like, a lot of my friends don't understand this, but he has to have hinge and then all the other apps on his phone for work, and that doesn't bother me at all, but, like, I used to have Tinder on my phone for work because, like, we used it yeah. for work. So, yeah, it's sort of an odd thing, but yeah. it's a lot of fun. We have that in common. <laughs> yeah. We get questions about that, that sometimes, like, if you see someone on an app, and I've definitely written, written about, about this. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> oftentimes, the person is not active still, but there yeah. are, like, actually so many other yeah. reasons you might not consider. Yeah. Well, I get all of Kimmy's Bumble notifications. I mean, not anymore because <laughs> I'm Bumble, but I get her Bumble notifications Why? on my phone because I was doing swiping and picking out dudes for her oh. for a while. Early on, we were actually, like... I was out there trying to swipe and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
but it was funny because I just remember I would always be at bars and so like I'd be out with my boyfriend's friends or at dinner with his family or whatever and I'd pull up my phone mm. and it would be like you have five new messages on Bumble and I'd be like I was like he didn't care at all I understood but I was like oh my god his circle of people are gonna be like what the fuck is your girlfriend up to just like stand up on a chair and be like I'm not cheating yeah like it's for a podcast it's fine I'm a millennial don't worry about it um yeah, so cool. Wait, because we're grandmas, so you had app. You were at NYU, but you had app. You were at, you, on the apps in college. We're grandmas yeah. who didn't have apps during college. Yeah, so they sort of became popular. I think like my junior year of college. Okay. I remember my junior year who like when Tinder first came out, she matched with the guy who lived in the building next to ours, and she could like see his apartment from ours, and she's like. I bet I can go to his place, have sex, and come back in 45 minutes. And, like, Tinder wasn't a thing. Like, none of us had it. And we're like, you can't do that. Like, that's not real. And she did it. She did it. Yeah. And, like, so we're like, okay, Tinder's real. Like, let's. Yeah. Wow. Let's that's awesome. Good for her. That's Good for so her. new York, yeah, too. Just all of that, like, right across the street. Totally. I'm picturing, like, in my brain, it's the apartment and friends and this one naked guy. <laughs> she's kind of. She's, yeah. Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> so... Were a lot of people, when you were, like, a junior, senior, were lots of people using the apps? Like, was it common to, to like, try to date using apps as a college student? I think, well, I mean, we were in college, so I think people were dating a little differently. Like, definitely looking for more casual things or whatever. Um, There was definitely a stigma to it. Like, my first couple of friends were on it who weren't so, like, open about using it for sex, like my one friend was, were like, oh, it's a joke. This is so funny. Or, like, it's just a funny way to pass time. Yeah. So I started working as a matchmaker in 2014. And at the time, a lot of my clients would say, you know, please don't use dating apps to find people for me. Or, you know, they would come to us because they were embarrassed to be on dating apps. They didn't want to be seen on dating apps. Some are concerned that they were too high profile to be on dating apps. I don't think Raya was a thing or maybe it was just Mm. starting at that point. So, yeah, I mean, we would use them, but it really did have a stigma to them. And even now, just four years later, it sounds crazy, but like that stigma has totally lessened. So that's been really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's, we talk about it a lot. Like it's... Maybe it's not gone, but I really... some We get listeners sometimes who do still feel like they don't want to tell their family that's where, where they met, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I feel like, for me, it feels gone. It feels yeah. like a total normal way totally. to meet someone, especially if you're working somewhere where you're not going to meet your person yeah. or, like, remotely from your bedroom alone. <laughs> well, I've seen, like, all these save-the-dates for weddings that are, like... He swiped right. She mm-hmm. swiped right. They're getting married. Or, like, my friend's wedding hashtag was, like, swipe right on your destiny. Or something. I don't remember. It was, like, <laughs> okay, people are owning it. Owning yeah, it. Like, we're I getting like married that. and we met on Tinder or, you know, whatever app yeah. they met on. Um, but, yeah, it's true. Like, there were, there are, there was that little buffer period where mm-hmm. people were, like, like, this idea of, like, using the internet to find love was, like, weird and dirty and, like, Craigslisty and, yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah, which is obviously incorrect yeah my dad fully thought like when my brother and I said tinder ever out loud like that we were like talking about a sex app in front of him yeah yeah I remember you said it's so real I own that he's like I just and I was like no 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 no. (laughs) like it's not especially when there were less apps too and I don't think that it is a sex app at all now I just actually think tinder's like come full circle like Mm -hmm. or sorry it's gone back to being like more traditional dating I'm sure people use it for hooking up but it feels like it's just like the most mainstream one still um yeah. yeah, I had to fully explain to my dad we weren't just being, like, totally. the weirdest children ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tinder! When I started writing my book, it was 2015, and it felt really radical to me at the time to have love stories that sprouted from Tinder and other dating apps. Yeah. And even now, just three years later, it's, 
like when I talk about that at book events or in interviews, I'm like, this sounds kind of silly because like who cares anymore? Yeah, totally. But it felt weird to me to write a love story set in 2018 that didn't have dating apps. Yeah, so, for sure. No, I love I love that. I, I so I've read the book, and I I'm curious as to like the amount of dating apps you have in the book versus. Mm-hmm. Your, your reality of when you were a matchmaker. So maybe we should just go back even to, like, first matchmaking, then the inspiration for the book. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So this was 2014, so the dating app landscape was a little bit different, and I also did use dating sites, which I think are much mm-hmm. less common among young people now. But um, I would use Tinder. I don't think I used Bumble because I don't think it existed yet. Yeah. I used Coffee Meets Bagel a lot. That was a big one. And a lot of Jewish clients looking for Jewish partners. So I had JSwipe, JDate, JCrush. We used a site called BeLinked, which was the LinkedIn dating app. Huh. I've never heard yeah. of Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Knowledge. Uh, knowledge. There were a couple others that we used. I don't really remember because they were smaller and have gone out. But we would also hit people up on LinkedIn. Be like, wow, you have a really impressive career, like sliding into your DMs on LinkedIn. Um, and then we had a database, and this is like the most fun part. It was a database of thousands of single New Yorkers. Some people listening to this podcast might be on it and like not know about it, but it's just like a huge database of photos, bios, information, like things that they're looking for, deal breakers, matchmakers could write notes based on their conversations with these people about, you know, like, oh, like, wow, like only wants to date people who live off this subway line because it's like really convenient or, you know, their ex had a habit of chewing really loudly and annoyingly and they don't want that anymore. So... I would go through that, and then that was a huge way that I could find people for my clients to date. Yeah. No, it's so it's so wild. Is there a particular request that stands out? Yes. Um, so I would call these men or meet them for coffee or drinks. Mm-hmm. Women were easier. Women, I don't think, had so much of, like, one thing they were looking for. But I would always ask, like, you know, which celebrity are you most attracted to? Because that sort of gives a sense of, like, what type of person you're into. And every single man, like, without fail, like 80, 90% said Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. yeah, I remember. (laughs) One said Scarlett Johansson with a yoga instructor's body. Whoa. (laughs) Cool, but like nice, reasonable (laughs) bar. Like, and also like you have to fix her body. Like, well, fuck me. (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh oh my God. It's so funny to just hear you talk and thinking about what in the book is like, you know, (laughs) and what's not. So, oh yeah, we didn't announce our theme. We were going to make it like, oh, oops. Fiction. Yeah, we're talking about fiction. (laughs) It's going to make sense later. Sometimes. Trust me. Or it won't. But it's so funny to hear, you know, from you and certain parts that are exactly the reality of it. Yeah. (laughs) So, so you're start, you're doing this, you're in college. Mm -hmm. This is your, are you doing this like full time or part time or like how did this start and happen? So I started, I did my training while studying abroad. So I was in Paris and I would okay. wake up in the middle of the night to do Skype training, which was back in New York. So it was like normal time for them, but I would wake up in the middle of the night. Um, when I got back to New York in May, I started working full time. I did that for the summer and then I had to go back to college for senior year. So in September I did it part time with like a lesser load of clients and then I left it um, that winter to go back to school full-time and intern and all of that wow yeah that's wild it is a power lady I mean just like you're thank you no I mean it's amazing like we are honored because you just did like Nikki Glaser's podcast you've just been on this book tour it's really cool but it's just amazing to think like I wasn't doing that much my senior spring. I just have to be honest. I'm, like, still not doing that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're a podcast. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> a podcast. It's so fancy, as you can see. Just, like, me in Thank sweatpants you. on yeah. Wednesday night. Um, 
So when did you know, or what was the, like, moment where you were like, oh, I'm going to write a book about this? Oh, my God. Um, I mean, just the stories that I had for my friends every day after work. It was like, there is no after work because you would have to date sit. So, like, come 7, 8 o'clock, I would be on my phone waiting for a client to call in case they couldn't find their date or they needed a pep talk or they finished the date and wanted to debrief. So there's really no after work. But the stories were just, like, bananas. (laughs) And I figured I have to write about this at some point. I thought it would be an article, just, like, a one-off piece. And then... um, I, I really wanted to write a novel, and I figured, what better material? Like, this world is just so bizarre. So, yeah, so that uh, February of my senior year of college, I wrote a short story for a fiction workshop that I was taking because I wanted to try to write a novel, but I really didn't know how. So I took a class, and the response from my class was like, this is good, just like make it longer, make it into a novel. So I graduated, and I didn't have a job, and I was looking for a full-time job and freelancing to just, like, cover rent and all that, and... Um, I started working on this novel because I had all this free time. So that's awesome. Yeah. So great. And I feel like how I mean, it's been received so well. It's all over the internet. Yeah. It's all over bookstores. It's really cool. Okay. I like walked by my local bookstore and I saw Anna's picture. That's where the book party yeah. was. I know because I wasn't I here store. also then. But yeah, it's just it's so amazing. I feel like you and your team have just done an amazing job of getting it out there too. And I know that's a little bit later, but to just I don't know to any listeners out there, I feel like. Do your thing. Write your book. Do your thing. (laughs) Do your thing. Do your date. Write about it. No, do whatever you want. (laughs) But, like, do your thing. Was there a moment where you felt like you were done? Or did it really... I know you're probably still editing right up until you're ready for publishing. But, like, in terms of, like, the story. Or were you still pulling from what was happening in your life or experience? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So I finished the first draft of the novel within, like, six months. That was my deadline that I gave myself. Because I figured if there was no deadline I would just put it off forever and I put it away for a couple months and then I came back to it and by then like I'd had new experiences and even though that wasn't necessarily about matchmaking it was about like personal stuff you know with your romantic relationships or your friendships or you know just the idea of imposter syndrome which really hit me really hard my first year of working post-grad all of that informed the book and I had a relationship um that you know, was happening while I was editing the book. And so when my editor was like, we need new chapters with this character and her boyfriend, I was like, wow, like, here's all this material. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the protagonist's boyfriend and my boyfriend had the same name and were essentially the same person, which was a total coincidence and very weird. Oh, okay. Um, so I was like, wow, this is, like, so helpful. And so like, I'll just, like, write this down and, like, take notes, like, while he's in the bathroom. So, yeah, no, it definitely kept evolving into new directions. And I finished... Um, working with my editor about like a year ago maybe at this point maybe less than that and then it was just copy edits which are such a bitch because you just have to read your own book like 400 times I've literally read it like 400 times but there are no typos now which is cool (laughs) wow great wow it's that's so cool would you to our listeners who are young mostly millennial would you recommend they check out matchmaking interesting yeah I would say it depends on what your goals are and what your budget is mm-hmm. matchmaking is not cheap Mm-mm. but if you are somebody who's like not thrilled with how your dating life is going you would rather do it like with a team like if you're the kind of person who works out with a personal trainer or like sends your laundry out like you like having a person to help you with those things I think that's a good sign that you'd be a good fit for a matchmaker um but I would 
warn people, you know, what do you really want to get out of the experience? Because depending on which matchmaker you go to or like what your experience is, you're not necessarily going to find a partner. Um, you know, at the company that I worked for, a lot of it was about self-discovery and thinking about what your priorities are and your values are and like really getting in touch with yourself because that's such a huge part of dating and finding a partner or even just like being your best self on a first date. So we would never guarantee, you know, we're going to find you your life partner, but we will guarantee that you're going to have an amazing first date and come away from the experience learning something about yourself. Mm -hmm. So I would say, um, don't go with the expectation you're going to be married by like tomorrow. (laughs) But like if you have a couple hundred dollars to burn and like want to have an interesting experience, why not? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like the biggest thing we've learned starting this podcast is that so many people feel stuck in dating. Yes. Like I would say 80% of our emails are like, I've been dating and I'm stuck. Like in some, in all kinds of really like amazing and interesting questions about that. I'm listeners. I'm not saying don't email us. That's the problem. Like there's, um, lots of shades of what that looks like and like yeah. lots of different problems that arise and lots of different feelings and like they're all interesting and but it's I think a lot of people in our in our you know group of listeners in our secret Facebook group are join the secret Facebook group are, <laughs> yeah, we always chat are uh, stuck are people who feel stuck yeah. and that's what draws them to this podcast in the first place and so I think it, it, I mean after we talked to Julia mm-hmm. who was uh, a matchmaker at the same company. Hannah, she was my boss. She taught me. Everything. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I Kimmy's roommate. Okay, and then my roommate, my freshman year, I was at NYU so, so before weird. I went to BC. It's insane. She's like such a weird small. Like, and then also from Massachusetts and placed in the same room of five people. Sorry. Sorry. And I dated a guy on your floor also who Julia knows. Oh, we've like briefly wait, wait, we did about talk about this. this. <laughs> wait, now I'm. I'll tell you his name later. Okay, I have to wait because I know and I remember, but now I'm. <laughs> you didn't know him, I don't think. Oh my gosh, I have, sorry. Okay, oh my that's the worst thing to nope. do on a podcast. I'm sorry that it's I didn't listen. I, I play the, like, do you know this person? Um, um, but I think that what was... Oh, after John and Julia, I recommended so many people. I was I recommended the service to so many friends I have who feel mm-hmm. stuck dating in New York. Um, you know, on this, like, 30... Like, cusp of being 30. Like, people who mm-hmm. are just on either side. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I feel like it makes so much sense. Again, not sponsored. This is not, we're not like, no, not at all. I'm not advertising for it. But I think it makes sense, again, if you do have, like, a little bit of disposable income and you just want to shake up your routine. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like shaking up your routine, like, is the best thing you can do. Totally. Yes. Which, because I was just thinking, so weird that I, starting this, it was like, I was in a dating rut, but not of going on a ton of dates and then just feeling like, like of staying with people I shouldn't be with for, like, far too long in like situationships that's our new half relationship whatever you want to call them um and so this was shaking it up for me mm-hmm. so I didn't feel as maybe I felt stuck at first actually but like just going on all the dates but like right. maybe you've been going on all the dates and it's not working so then do the matchmaking or do the break or right. do not everybody yeah. needs to start their own podcast not everybody needs to hire a matchmaker but you should do something, something you know maybe yeah. it's like a dating detox maybe it's getting set up by a friend maybe it's trying a new dating app or just like even editing your dating app profile and like changing up the photos with the bio your opening line um we something. definitely had some <laughs> questions come in and I, rather than even read them about i'll read some later but mm-hmm. about and i think i really wanted to ask you about this about your dating profile mm. this I'm going to start with, like, general, the photo, direction of photos you think you should choose, and then we can talk opening lines, too. Sure. But, yeah. So, in terms of, like, crafting a dating profile, like, what are your tips, whether it was what you offered? Well, 
you weren't really offering? Were you actually offering to clients like were you? No, no so I would be myself on dating. Be apps. yourself. Yeah, so I would be myself instead of again fat fact and fiction. Them. I read the book, I'm just <laughs> Yeah, right. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so what would you recommend when curating the photos for your profile? I would say your first photo should be, and you should use all of your photos. Your first photo should be something that clearly shows your face. Like you're not in sunglasses or a hat. You're not like turned around backwards or whatever. It's not a group shot. Mm -hmm. Something where you just like look confident. You feel awesome. Like you feel hot, whatever. That's your first. Um, Limit the group photos because they're super confusing. If you watch ever um, like Lane Moore's Tinder live comedy show, she has this thing where, so she has her phone and Mm -hmm. swipes through Tinder and there's like this recurring joke for her comedy show where it's a group photo and the whole audience of like a hundred people shout out like which one is it because like, nobody <laughs> knows um so limit group photos and I would say I was always like anti-bikini photo my mom was like you should like put all your photos in turtlenecks so you know the guys like you for your personality <laughs> but I think it's actually like not a terrible idea you know um I was talking to my boyfriend on the bus on the way here because he was on hinge and this girl was like in a bikini and was like is that like a weird like look at me in, in my bikini and he's like no like you should just be honest about what you look like mm-hmm. I think that's like a pretty refreshing take on it like just be honest if you feel confident in that photo put it up um for your I don't think there are any like deal breaker photos like I think there's some cliches like we've always talked about this like the ones with like the tiger or like with oh, a baby yeah. and you say the baby's not mine yeah. or all sailboat. of those sailboats that I kept swiping on in the beginning of this podcast all sailboats I had to limit <laughs> Kimmy's business school oh, sailboat I understand I, I was understand. like <laughs> not there's anything wrong with them there's great sailboat men out there but <laughs> you know like just in the interest of like changing your type yeah she was swiping on a lot of <laughs> sailboat men that's a sailboat man yeah. <laughs> wait can I ask a question yeah does the person you're currently seeing was he a sailboat man he was not a sailboat man but he did go to business school so. okay so. <laughs> oh my god I want to look back not and look traditional. at his original photos oh, I, I guess know, he's probably should. gone are you still matched with him on Bumble it was the league. The league? But actually, I've credit, never heard of a person meeting off the I know. I credit, I'm going to credit Hinge because once we started going on more dates, he was like, haha, funny. Hinge then did the thing where they're like, once in a while, they'll be like, you guys are perfect for mm. each other and they'll match you. And it was us. Oh so, God. like, props to your boyfriend. <laughs> like, so that was interesting. Yeah, it was yeah, so random. <laughs> also, this, this was date number 13, and I actually, it was like in the thick of like when the podcast started being week to week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually thought Liza had set me up with her swiping with this Google 45-year-old dude. And so, like, I didn't I even... I was like, you should go on a date with someone much older than you. I, I just mixed up two numbers. I knew who I was talking to, but I didn't really, I totally mixed up the date. Oh, and my so God. And so it's, like, the most random that, yeah. Wait, so you walked in, and you're like, oh, this is somebody totally different yeah, than I thought it would be. I was the first, thank God. And then he was... <laughs> now he's like, you look so surprised. Like, I knew who he was. We had been chatting, <laughs> but it was just, like, total wires crossed and I was like oh my god I'm mortified like this that's is, hilarious yeah. but then lo and behold yeah um <laughs> what really, a true yeah. New York dating story <laughs> I know right I, was like, I can't believe yeah. that happened hey. and, and then, then you then, had to look you had to wait till you went to the bathroom to look up his name because you remember his name right yeah is that no it wasn't the bathroom it was later it was later I <laughs> wait, so how many hours were you sitting there not knowing what his name was the most of the date <laughs> <laughs> the whole date <laughs> I mean, that's what I feel like every friend's birthday so party when I meet someone new. I'll have, like, a 45-minute conversation with a girl. It's, like, an amazing... Like, you know when you, yeah. like, have an amazing bar conversation and you walk away and you're like, cool, no idea what her name is, can't ask, now we can't be friends. Yep. Like... And then I looked it up. Late. I know. And now I think if I could go back to the beginning, 
um, like my <laughs> my roommate put someone as like Justin Tindero or something like <laughs> she's like or like just like put it in the company or just have the person's name in there because like yeah yeah well, I don't know why I don't know I'm so lazy about putting people's names in my phone it's like very you wrote important. such a funny piece about that yeah I did right <laughs> thank you for saying it's funny but yeah I'm definitely like a, that's a special step um but yeah anyway so like we covered photos. What about bios? Yes. What are your tips for writing bios? So it depends on which app you're on, obviously. But um, I would say aim for, like, on the air on the side of being too personal, too authentic, too cheesy, too vulnerable, too neurotic, because that's who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I would always prefer to see something like that than, like, a really slick line that you know that they copy-pasted from the internet. Mm-hmm. Even though my job is producing the copy pasted bios, yeah, we have some of those. For you. Kimmy writes really funny ones. But like also, like use Kimmy as inspiration, but then like tweak it to make it your own. Yeah, um, I would say if a if a site or an app or whatever doesn't have a spot for height, put your height because I think that's helpful. Hmm. Um, that's a really good and interesting tip because I feel like something we hear from so many people is that they show up to a date and the person's height surprises them yeah. or that height is really important to them, mm-hmm. um, which it, it has never been to me, but like, I do understand that. We're also short as fuck. Yeah. It's I not, yeah. I mean, I dated right. someone who like most people would probably think was like insanely short, but he was an inch taller than me, which yeah. made him five, four, <laughs> but I was like, eh, he's taller than me. Well, so I once went out with a guy who was 5'4", and mm-hmm. I thought, based on his Tinder profile, that he was, like, at least a couple inches taller than yeah. me, like, based on group photos. So I wore heels, so I was six feet tall. So we got to the bar, and I'm, like, literally, like, trying to, like, lean over oh like God. this. I was, like, crouched over the bar. Yeah. Um, and you're tall. How tall are you? I'm 5'8", so I'm six okay. feet in heels. Okay. So, like, and we went to, like, a nice place, so it's, like, heels, dress, whatever. Oh, totally. But, um, and he was awesome. Like, we had the most fun night ever. He was a professional opera singer, so we did karaoke, and he, like, shut down the place. It was awesome. Wait, that's so, so cool. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Also, but, a karaoke date. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're always trying to come up with, like, activity date ideas. Wait, can I just say, props to this guy for the most genius date ever. We got cheese. Like, we literally just went to some, like, cheese place. We ordered, like, a shit ton of cheese, and then we did karaoke, which are, like... Amazing. That's amazing. That sounds I would incredible. be so scared to do karaoke on a first date, but I wouldn't sing in front of people. But I would <laughs> really I enjoy watching. Oh, I didn't sing. I just listened. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, that's that's a genius. Date. And actually, if he had put his height in his profile, I would not have gone out with him mm-hmm. because I would know that it would have been so much taller, and I'm insecure about that because I'm tall. But um, but like I don't know, do it like in general. Yeah. I think like batting yeah. average overall, it's always a good idea. And would you I say be honest about it too? I oh, just be honest. Just be honest. Yeah, because okay. tall girls know. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> also, I feel like it's wise to, I don't know, I think that, like, planning a date that plays to your strengths, if, yes. you're, if you're planning a date, is so yes. smart. Yes. Go it's to karaoke just for like, an opera singer. Yeah. RuPaul always tells the queens, <laughs> like, you gotta highlight, you know, it's like, not every queen can sew and dance and sing and mm-hmm. act and do comedy and be, what it's like, take your skills. Yes. And highlight them, apply them to different situations. Yes. Everything comes back to, to <laughs> Drag Race so, for me right so now. Often, so often. I talk about lately. it. Kimmy doesn't watch Drag Race. No, but I will get into it soon. I, I know. I know. I mean, I it's like a very... I only got into it like six months ago, so it's a very big part of my life right now. Okay. Um, but. <laughs> like, no, totally. More importantly, bios. Okay, so be honest, height. These are like good things. Do you think 
it's smart, speaking of playing to your strengths, do you think it's smart to, like, try to be funny or witty if that's not necessarily your general vibe? I think you should be exactly who you are. Okay. If you're ever like, oh, that's just, like, too awkward, I should delete that message, like, no, like, post that message because they're going to find out you're awkward sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, ideally, they should know that from the get-go. Um, I mean, like, of course, like, everybody puts on, like, their best outfit and, like, looks cute and tells their most charming stories on a first date. But eventually, they're going to see you when you have no makeup on and it's 5 o'clock in the morning and you look terrible. And that's yeah. life. Yeah. So it is life. Be be yourself. Yeah, totally. And you want someone who wants you for, like, you at your worst, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. that's, you know, you want someone to want to... To, to love you for, like, the shittiest version of you, because then the best version right. of you is just, like, a great bonus. I will say, if you were, like, literally at your worst, like, you've had a terrible day at the office, like, tell them you're going to be five minutes late, and then just, like, take a walk around the block and cool off, and just, like, center yourself mm-hmm. so you don't go in and be like, ah, everything's terrible. Yeah. That's yeah. very smart. That's Would you ever thing. advise canceling a first date because you're in just, like, a shitty spot Ooh, i'm uptight type a i hate flakes mm-hmm. but like if you really think you're gonna be terrible then yeah cancel. totally i mean obviously extenuating certain things if you're you know yeah if you're if you if something horrible happened to you that day like yeah. life or like obviously right but somewhere in the middle like we've all had those new york days where mm-hmm. it's seven and you have to go to someone's birthday party and you're like i am a disaster you know when mm-hmm. you're just like didn't sleep i'm this and that and whatever um okay I would say if that's the case, like, you're just a a disaster, cancel the date. But if, like, every single date you wind up canceling, like, maybe take a look at yourself and think, why is this a pattern? That's why. (laughs) Such a good point. And I think if you cancel, because I am, like, I'm I'm trying to be a reformed flake. Mm. I used to be very flaky, and now I really try not to be. Although I do sometimes. But my new rule is that if I flake, I flake and offer to treat the next time. Oh, that's so nice. I'm... I'm so sorry. I have to cancel. I'm taking you to dinner next week when we're oh, rescheduled. I always am like, favorite suggest a date. Suggest a date. For, like, not a date, but, like, suggest a day and yes. time. Be like, how is next Thursday I'm taking you to dinner? Like, that's what, what I try to do if I have to flake. That's it's a really good move. Very classy. So, like, I feel like if you are flaking on a date, because that would, even if it's, especially if you're the girl, I think it's kind of a power move. I don't know. Yes. I did that. I did that. Yeah. At least once. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of once now, where mm-hmm. I was just like, I truly was the flake, and I don't even think it was extenuating. It was like, maybe it was. Maybe it was like bad times of the year. My mom, I, my mom's anniversary, something around there. Like, but I just totally flaked, and like day of, which I hate, and I learned to hate more from the podcast um, and having deadlines. Um, <laughs> back to deadlines if you want to go dating. But I, I was like, I'll treat you. And then I was also like, I can put it on the company card. But I was like, I'll totally treat you. Um, and he let me and appreciated it. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was, I feel that's like a really it's good always move. a genuine, always. it's a way to show people that like, you are not a flake. You're just flaking because sometimes everyone right. has to. But. Yeah. And then one more dating app question. I mean, there are thousands more, but opening lines. Mm. So one thing I've learned from Elite Daily, as Kimmy knows, we do a lot of Tinder experiment stories. So it's like, like I ask all my matches X, Y, Z, bizarre, wild thing, and here's what they said. So we've done like, you know, what happened in your last breakup, or, you know, do you want to get married, or all these ridiculous things. 
And while I wouldn't advise questions of that nature, what that has taught me is that, like, the more bizarre, interesting, weird, random thing you put out there, like, A, you're going to get more responses, and you're going to get more interesting responses, and those replies are going to have a lot of personality in them, and, like, oftentimes surprising amounts of vulnerability. Mm. So, like, ask weird stuff. Like, ask the offbeat question that only you are going to ask and make it different from what every other girl on the apps is going to say. Mm -hmm. Oh, and also, always message first. Mm. Yes, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's like I, I enjoy Bumble for that factor, but I never had um, all that much luck with Bumble. Well, that's not true. A lot of these dates are from Bumble, but I just the twenty-four hour thing, the expiring Bumble can get kind of crazy. Like I, I feel Bumble. like most of my dates were Hinge and Bumble, other than the one league date I went on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Bumble just it just seemed. So it did seem more like a crash. You're just like throwing something out there where I would get really simple. Like we do pizza or tacos, which like love it or hate it. That's the kind of shit that's easy to throw out to a bunch of people. But like, I like that on hinge. You can, you just know there's more to ask about because there are those little like questions you have to answer. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm really not just saying that because you have your boyfriend's position, but like that (laughs) hinge was like my favorite to use at the end of dating. Yeah. No, I think, um, I have a friend who was in a relationship while dating apps were really on their way up. And then once that ended, she Googled, like, what dating apps to use. Yeah, yeah. And Hinge was her favorite because she was like, this is the most authentic and real. And I'm not saying that because, like, I'm supposed to, but, like, I really think it gives you the most chances to get to know somebody. Yeah. So. I feel like you hear it from everyone I know who's who's dating on apps is that Hinge yeah. is there. I go to right now. I feel like Maybe. we should talk about fiction. Yeah. Do you guys want to take a little break? Do you need anything? Do you want more rosé? We took our, our regular drink break. Okay, we're back. And um, so we Last finished week. the rosé, but Kimmy did have a bottle of champagne in her <laughs> We'll see if it's We're going to pop it. We're going to... Boo! <laughs> um, this is also the last record in this little tiny bit. Yeah, so actually oh. this feels kind of appropriate. Actually, I can get us new... That's nothing, sorry. No, no, no. It's always hard to tell Let's with champagne how, how much you're really pouring. And then we'll just be pouring it Nanny, you want some? I'm sure. sorry that they're not fresh glasses. Thank you. I mean... This is the end of the road. That's fine. I'm going to have a sip to be festival. You should. It makes me, like, a headache disaster. I mean, we'll see. And then, Hannah, do you want a glass? Oh, let me finish my rosé. And then transition. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I feel like we have to do a second cheers because we just made such a thing out of, like, pouring. I'm big believer we're going to cheers on every round. Like, up to three rounds. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. Um, I I can't have much champagne either. This is yummy, actually. Yeah. I'm a, like, all all white wines make me a little, like, headachey. I'm one of those just delicate mm. snowflake angels. Um, <laughs> no, I think that's a lot of people. Yeah, it's weird. There's something, I don't know, some shit in there, whatever. Um, okay, anyway. So, theme. to our theme. Bring it into the theme. <laughs> Always such a smooth Such transition. a real theme. We really don't put it so much. Um, yeah, we never... Like get to our we we've done whole episodes where we just don't get to our theme. That's we're okay. very you know just like say it. We're like we'll title it something. Very seriously produced podcast. Um, so yeah, we wanted to like talk a little bit about dating fictions. So like, what do you see as kind of the the maybe lies or fictions that people tell themselves versus what they tell other people like the way we kind of write our write our stories that are not the truth that's such a good topic okay um 
So, so many things. I think if you, number one, if you are dating or in a relationship, or single actually, like no matter who you are, and you find yourself telling your friends a story about how your love life is going that makes you feel terrible inside, it's probably not true, and you should probably change what your situation is. Mm. Ooh. Do you mind giving just one example of that? Oh my god, I'm so happy with my perfect boyfriends. Okay. Or I'm, or better, more authentically, this is like makes me sad inside. I'm so happy sleeping at this guy's place three times a week in Brooklyn, really far from me, and he never goes down on me, and I'm so happy with this whole arrangement. That's perfect. Yeah. No, no, no I got you. I just feel like their totally. examples were key. Yeah. Totally. That's such. But even and he won't call like... himself my boyfriend. He's just a man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just keeping it casual. We both want it that we way. We both love He's no labels. He's going to business school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meta, but something I mean, I've said to myself. I think that, yeah, the even the like everything's so perfect with my perfect boyfriend is. I'm always so suspicious when I. <laughs> Hear people where it's always yeah. sunny, happy, beautiful, perfect. And that's fine if you really feel that way, but if saying that makes you feel like you have a mask on, that's sad yeah. and scary and like fix that. Yeah. But even like, or even like I love being single because I yes, feel like I, I've done that too. Yeah. I actually feel like this podcast taught me for most of the years in my 20s, I am very happy that I was as single as I was and like, or even doing the weird in between stuff that I was. Well, some of them. But for. <laughs> I wish I would have just embraced them, but, um, I, like, don't think I always was unhappy being single, and it was, like, before this podcast when I started to really realize, like, I actually really wanted something, and I would still be like, oh, I'm so happy I'm single. Like, I'm grateful that I've been single, but, yeah, I don't know, that was something I told myself a lot. I think I, I wish that people would feel more comfortable saying, like, I'm not so happy with my current situation, and that's okay, and, like, it's... You know, we're going to get through it and things will change. But right now I don't feel great. I wish more people felt comfortable saying that. Another fiction I think a lot of people say is like, oh my God, he didn't text me for 11 days, but he's going to text. They're probably not going to text you. Um, And that's okay. Like you just have to move on and go on to the next person or on to your next activity or whatever else you're doing. And you don't have to date. But um, sitting around counting the days that they have not texted you is probably not the most productive use of your time. Totally. Or the, like, they did text me, mm-hmm. they're thinking of me, they care about me, but but it's, like, no a late-night text or a, like, right. I-need-attention text, right. you know. If they text you at, like, midnight and they're, like, yeah, my day was good, how was yours? And you wrote, like, how are you? At, like, 3 o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon, like, they don't really care. Yeah. No. And that's a hard truth, but that's true. Yeah. But it, it's almost becomes a harder truth when you ignore it for so long and then, like, find out later. Or it's yeah. that much more painful. Like, that was, That's like, the worse. biggest thing I learned throughout... I keep saying my 20s. They're ending. Um, but, like, truly, just, like, oh, man, if I had just let some of this stuff go yeah. and not made it about me, not made it so personal, like, earlier, it wouldn't have been as painful in the end. Like, it would have been painful for that day or that. Actually, can I do one tangent? Because I forgot about tangent. it. Of house, of housekeeping. Course. So date number four, I looked it Oh my god, you told me to remind you about this. I totally forgot. forgot. So Hannah, date number four, and I'll run it down for our listeners. I had to look up which date it actually was. Um, We went to the White Hotel. We were on the roof. Oh, the White Hotel. Yeah. He's from Southboro or West. He was from somewhere near. We just had a lot in common. Uh, This was in October? October. Fourth Hotel. Like, it was still warm. One of those warm evenings. We were outside. 
I remember I did mention something about my mom, and I thought that ended up maybe scaring him off. But I didn't feel that way at the end of the night because um, we went down the elevator. I also was like, did my not super fresh pedicure scare him off? Like, I had everything because we went <laughs> oh down. He was like, he had a really great time, um, gave me a kiss, like, and then I almost, like, was awkward about it. We made a joke about it. Not because I didn't want to kiss him, but, yeah. I thought we had a great conversation. He sent me, like, an effusive, nice text at the end of the evening, and then we, like, texted back and forth a little bit that week, and then it was, like, it, not happening. And then he sent yeah. me this whole text that was, like, I don't want to end up ghosting, which I was, like, oh, no, you're not. Like, it was something simple where I reached back out, like, hey, because I was really trying for second dates, and I was, like, yes. hey, I did watch BoJack. We were talking about BoJack Horseman. Okay. I was, like, I watched it, and, like, this is, like, a week and a half later. I don't know, whatever. And if you do want to hang out again, I forget. He went into this whole thing where I was almost like, this seems a little early for you to be telling me you don't want to ghost, etc. We didn't... Wait, and can was, you read the text he sent you? Also, those are such a weird get. preamble, I don't want to ghost. That's such a weird... Yeah, preamble. actually, can you read let that me read text? that one. Yeah. yeah. I'm hey, curious. I'm really sorry for lack of correspondence. Weird word. Also, literally, it took him, like, not that many days. I'm in the middle of some crazy interviews. I just had a four-hour case yesterday. And life has been hectic. Are you enjoying BoJack? I don't want to be a jerk, but I also don't want to ghost. This is four texts, too. I haven't said anything yet. I just don't have a lot of time right now. I had a fun first date. Don't worry about too deep of topics. Oh, yeah, because we said something like that. But I was expressing a fear because he was like, I hope everything's okay with you. I was really insecure, clearly. Wow, even reading this is giving me embarrassment because I was, like, disclaiming myself left and right. Uh, better to be real than talk about surface-level stuff all date. And then I was like, no worries, I totally get it, you're not being a jerk at all. And he was like, what do you think of the first few episodes? And then I was like, I don't really need to keep texting forever. So did you stop texting at that point? No, I sound like, a, I said, soish but intrigued. Um, I appreciate your realness, thank you, and your show recommendation, and good luck on those interviews. Smiley face. Like, I was okay, good. And that was the last text. Yep, and then today at 3.29pm, I'm about to leave New York. No, today. Ten months later? This was October. <laughs> like, actually, what? no, these texts are happening in September, so, like, <laughs> this episode came out in October. It's like 400 years Our date ago. was Thursday, September 21st. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I was like, whoa. And maybe, maybe he listened to the pod, but I don't... I also read this really quickly, so it'll be interesting to read again. Hey, this is super random, but I was randomly thinking of you the other day. Not sure if you remember me, but it's blank from Hinge. Oh, interesting. Hinge. We went on a date last October, and I never really followed up. I wasn't in the best of places, and I actually ended up moving out to San Francisco for a new job about three months ago. A lot of those thoughts kind of came through after our date and hearing about how grounded you were. Hope things are going well. Not sure if you ever did B-School. Yes, I did. I'm about to go. Yeah, but just did. figured would be nice to say hi. P.S. I hope you finished Bojack. Like a full year now, I'm thinking almost later. Whoa. Whoa. I was just like, I had to really like read back in our text and be like, okay, yes, now I remember. But it was such a like weird, not to be too cheesy, but like moment of like, wow, I was so, because we had a great conversation, but I wasn't yeah. actually that. I was making it about me. So I was really upset that he didn't ask me out again and like confused. Like, we have a listener who made a spreadsheet of all my dates, and I look back at it. Oh my god! Yeah, it's, it's really cute. So oh cute. my god! It's, it's just so, it's so thorough too. Yeah, and like, and there's one column that's just like in one word, sum it up, and that I fill in, and sometimes she helps fill it in, and then I adjust. It was confusing because I was just genuinely confused, but it was only the fourth date of like I just I took it to heart. Really, like, uh, am I not enough? Should I not do this? Like, I made it all about, and it literally was just not at all. It was just such a weird text to get, like. 
I, I like totally appreciate it. Like, yeah. And maybe he actually did listen to the podcast. Well, it's a nice rare know. moment of like I feel like humanity because he lives in San Francisco. He's not yeah. trying to like fuck right. you tonight. You know, he's yeah, like no. he's just saying so hi and like a, you know, like I, I feel like there's these weird moments where I'm like, oh, people are like humans out there, yeah. and he's just being like. You know, I just want to let you know I wasn't in it. Like, it's nice. I don't know. Uh, right? Also, Am I misinterpreting this? No. I, I, I feel like it's nice, too. It was also, I remember having a paranoia that he, like, Googled me and was like, she writes about dating on the internet. Oh. So I had that, too. That was right around this time. Interesting. So it was just anything. And, like, looking back, it's like, even if it was those things, then it w- shouldn't have been a thing. Yeah. It, I, right. It was just, just yes. that was so interesting. So nice. Like, so, it was just, like, a very weird, like, especially because that was so early in any of this, just thinking, like, wow. Why did it take me so many years to be like, it's not about me. Like, it's not an evaluation of who I am yeah. as a person at the end of each day. But anyway. Well, that's why. That. And like, From getting... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I'm just... I feel like volume is so important. Just going on dates. Because uh-huh. that's what it gives you. Is yeah. the knowledge that, like, some people you connect with and some people you don't. And some people you do, but it's the wrong time. And some... It's like... It's just... I'm just like... I literally just feel like I could tell everyone I know to go, which I basically do, just to go on as many dates as possible yes. because of this shit. Yes. Like, yeah. That was my fiction that I was always like, it's something I did if a date, even if I wasn't oh, that yeah. into the other person. And Way I'm like, bring it to the theme. Yeah. I know. I, right. yeah. I also think one fiction people tell themselves is that if a date doesn't turn into like your life partner or marriage, you did something wrong. But like, no, like, of course not. Like people don't click like the majority of people do not click like there are people that I like that I do not want to marry and that's <laughs> fine like it's fine if your yeah, pedicure was not perfectly fresh yeah. and my pedicure is not perfectly fresh I just remember fresh. it was more it's it was fine. sandals we were in this bright elevator down like and he was looking at my toes and I was like or maybe he did I don't know I everything it was everything we all deserve love even if your toenail polish is shipped <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it is and like realistically you're not going to want to marry every single person you want to date with so like go out with a whole shit ton of people yeah and I feel like enjoy them for 51 who they of them. are. 51, 51 of them. <laughs> or, or 32 of them. Whatever. Yeah, 32. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, double, like go double, past double. Day 13, I went past double right. and, yes. and some. No, I don't know. Um, so, what about the fictions that we tell to other people when we're dating? Like, are there. I feel like. Obviously, sorry, if, if this is too hard a left turn, we can also No, just oh my gosh, I normally like that. I just wanted to not forget it, especially while we're No, I mean I think Perfect. that's honestly so weird. incredible. Oh also the most important question and then I'll go back to this other thing. Did you text him back? Yeah. Not yet. No, not yet. <gasps> crafting I corner. I totally will. Let's craft crafting it. Corner. Okay, we'll do a crafting corner at the end of this. Yeah. because um, I feel like it'll be <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like after this many months, they have, like, a little bit of some... Like, yeah. Movie. I was also, like, hopping and driving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I mean, I think it's fine. Yeah. But I think it'll be fun to do a crafting corner. Totally. Um, so, the fictions that we tell other people, you know, like, I feel like, obviously, dating is somewhat showing your best face to the world, at mm. least in the beginning. Um, so, I feel like... Yeah, I mean, you've seen so many people date as a matchmaker. You're you're writing these fictional characters yeah. and like imagining their dating lives and like, what do you think is a common like? I don't want to say lie because it's not what I don't think that's what it is, but like a common um, thing that people tend to shine up for a mm. first date. Mm. Um, I would actually say just your what you're really looking for. 
this was the hardest part of matchmaking when people would say, I'm looking for XYZ. And then I would get to know my client better. And I would realize that XYZ is really not what they need. People have a really hard time seeing themselves clearly for all sorts of very understandable reasons. Mm. It's not always easy or fun to look at your worst qualities and to assess them really well and to see, you know, in order to balance out this quality that I have, I need a person who's more like this. Um, I never really saw myself as a person who was super uptight until I met my boyfriend who's like, who's never been stressed in his entire life. (laughs) And I realized like, oh, that's helpful to balance myself out in that way. But I wish that more people would, would really truly look at like what they really need. And that's a really hard thing to do. Maybe you... I don't know, go to therapy, you talk to friends who, you know, your tough love friend, like, I think everybody has that one friend who's really good at giving tough love, like, what do I really need? And I would say focus more on that instead of your checklist of, like, does he have a sailboat? Does he go to business school? (laughs) Which I'm totally guilty of, and I totally did that, too. But, yeah, everybody has that, like, superficial checklist, but I think it's more important to pay attention to, like, what are your worst qualities and how can you navigate those while dating? That's so fucking wise. But I did not come to that conclusion by observing myself, which I should have. (laughs) I came to that conclusion by observing others in a professional setting, which is a very different experience. Totally. Yeah. And when you saw it, do you think that people who are too similar often, like, fail in relationships? Fail is not the right Uh, word. I would say say that I don't think there's one like I don't think that you can say like if you're too different it's not going to work for too similar it's not going to work I think that every relationship is so different mm-hmm. and like even you know if you're meeting at different points in your life you're going to be so different I would say just focus on the connection and what works for you chemistry is the one thing that totally screwed me up as a matchmaker because I would say like oh my god you guys are perfect for each other and then they would meet and there'd be no chemistry whatsoever yeah. chemistry is the thing that you should chase and focus on instead of focusing on the checklist Totally. We talked early on in the episodes, and we talk about it still, but just about types. And Mm. types in the checklist go hand in hand, at least for me. Like, it's not always sailboat, but, like, just certain things. Like, even now, I'll just be a little bit picky, or something will make me feel good about a person when... I don't know. That has nothing to do, actually, with who they are as a person, truly. Mm -hmm. Um, How how did you navigate that? That seems so hard to navigate as a matchmaker. The same way, like, sometimes in apps you'll get to the date and there's just no chemistry because you had only checklisty things. Yeah. Well, when you're working with a matchmaker or when you're working as a matchmaker, that's much easier because you can cut through all that bullshit and be like, look, like I know that he doesn't have, or she doesn't have, you know, items five through 47 on your checklist. And I really did have clients who had like eight page checklists. That was very real. Um, (laughs) as you read in the book, I know I'm like, some of this is blowing my mind. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so I can cut through that bullshit of like items five through 11 are not exactly as they were written on your checklist, but this person has a really good heart. They're compatible with you in all these other ways that are not on your checklist. So I would say even, you know, even if you don't have a matchmaker, like run somebody by your friend, run them by your family member. Who's going to be really honest with you. Like talk to a person who can see outside of your head and knows you really well and be like this is bullshit this is real like this is what you need have a dating coach even if it's not a professional yeah that's, mm. a, that's such great that's advice nice. i feel like i sort of had that in you and even yeah. before you give me tough love about things in a good way yeah um i think because we have a business relationship too we know how to i don't know we don't have, we can cut through a lot of bullshit yeah in our friendship yeah without 
we've had to like to. we've had to navigate we've had to like have lawyers and accountants together so yeah. i think we can and say then, like well, this isn't money, each other money, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally so but i just appreciated that and well i think i'm gonna make the argument that like your checklist can be like a fiction you're telling yourself totally mm. you know it's something fiction meaning like a narrative that you've laid out i'm really hitting this theme hard but you know like a, something that you have um prescribed without taking into account like what I think is more important which is like chemistry and like yeah all of those things that you can't like that aren't on paper it's yeah. just like the, the whatever's important to you like for me it's like I this is such a cliche but I need to be with someone who I laugh with constantly yes if you don't make me laugh 15 times a day I don't like you and you're not I don't I definitely don't love you like it's <laughs> Like, that's, that's always the constant through all my bad and good relationships is, like, do we laugh all the fucking time? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's shit that it's, like, you can't, I mean, that is kind of a checklisty item, but you can't quantify it, really. There's no way of determining that in a dating app, like, are you, like, an Aries or a Scorpio? It's totally. not, like, are you funny in the way that I think is funny? Yeah. You can't do that. Totally. No. Yeah, and do we, do we have that kind of, that kind of chemistry? Or, or, but also, like... For me, it's humor. For lots of people, it's lots of other things. Yeah. I feel like I know so many people who just crave, like, a steady force. Like, someone who's grounded. Someone who's this. Someone who's that. Someone who's organized. Someone who's responsible. Whatever. That's Whatever your language. thing is. Yeah, yeah totally. so true. Yeah. Well, because I was just thinking, like, I know the sailboat is a joke, but we'll just call the sailboat my checklist <laughs> of, like, some snotty things. Mm-hmm. Not that I even have a right to, like, just, like... Or things I find really attractive in people, which actually isn't the sailboat because it's probably not yours at our age. But um, like success, like markers of like being really successful driven men. But it's much more important to me to have someone it feels easy with than to have them totally. be like this fancy person at a hedge fund. Like, and I just wouldn't be honest with myself about that. That's so hard to do. Yeah. And can I say like this sounds like super snobby and elitist, but my family has a boat. Yeah. So I would always swipe right on people with boats. Yeah. Right. And my boyfriend gets super seasick and he can't go on boats. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. But like also like he's fantastic and like he can take some Dramamine and like get on a boat and like he'll be yeah. miserable but it'll be fine because like then we dock back and it's fine. But you know, like you find the thing that you think is important is really not important. Yeah, no, it's it's not. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> it like brings it all full circle with the boats. With the sailboats. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Should the theme be sailboats? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Get a lot of sailboats. Um, do we want to ask Anna like one of our listener questions? Oh yeah, and then I we forgot. Can yes. Let everybody I go. Taking no all of the time. Cool. And I feel like I'm just gonna read these, and we might have already touched on some parts. Um, there are two I definitely want to get to, but we won't hold everyone up forever. Okay. So, um, this reader gave a big disclaimer about how long this is. I, I will read it quickly. I don't think it's that long, but it's a great question. Um, for the last six months, I've been going on dates with guys where we had an amazing first date on both sides, but for various reasons, it never seemed to progress into something more. I'm starting to wonder if I've been giving out fun player girl vibes when I'm actually looking for something more serious. So my question is, how do I make my intentions more clear to someone in the early stages of dating? Then she gives an example. I was talking to this guy off Coffee Meets Bagel almost every day for two months. We'd been on five to six dates at Hangouts, and it wasn't going anywhere, but was getting more physical, and he was coming over instead of going on real dates more. So I ended it be- because I didn't want to do the- have sex, I think. Sorry, she wrote do the deed, and I have quotation marks because she did, but 
have sex. And um, it didn't seem like he wanted more, but now I'm kicking myself because I don't know if I ever made my intentions clear with him um, that I wanted to go on more real dates and that I actually liked him. Um, this is probably because I didn't want to seem clingy or aggressive, etc., and I was insecure about his feelings towards me. Sorry, this is long. Second disclaimer. No worries, girl. But I guess my question is, how do you make your intentions more clear, be more open? With showing someone you like them, but all of this in a non-aggressive way. Oh, and we can even go back thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I think I like, yeah. Even even the beginning was, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I, I hate relationship rules. Like, you have to sleep with somebody by this date, or blah, 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 texting mm-hmm. on this date. I think my one relationship rule is if you want a relationship, say that by the end of the third date. Great rule. Because by that point, the other person, you know, has a sense of who you are, and they can say either, hey, you're great, but I'm not really looking for a relationship at this point. Fine, you go your separate ways. You've only been on three dates. You're not going to be that upset. Or if they're like, yeah, like, I also want a relationship, then you both know that going forward, and that's great. It's always going to be a little bit awkward. I think that dating is awkward, and you really can't avoid having awkward feelings but um yeah just be like hey like I think you're awesome I don't just want to make the next person I meet my partner but like I am looking for something more serious and if this goes well you know I could see myself enjoying spending time with you so like hey like just curious what you're looking for that's really casual I think um you know you don't have to make it into a huge speech just say like hey like here's where I'm at where are you at cool great let's move on yeah because I think so often sometimes people and I know lads you have a thought too but wait until you're with that person you like each other or one person definitely likes each other and it's the are we exclusive or not chat Mm -hmm. coming up before it's ever been talked about what someone's looking for totally and I think like so intensely agree with everything both of you guys just said but I think another layer of this is that like I think there's a little bit of genderedness that mm-hmm. comes in here. Sure. And even just in this girl's language, which, which like, I use it too, but in saying, I don't want to sound aggressive. Yes. I think it's a really, really, really big problem that, like, we are taught that by asking for what we want, we are crazy. Quote, unquote, crazy. I'm making mm-hmm. air quotes. I, aggressive. Cons- cons- aggressive. Like. Clingy. Clingy. Yeah. These words. And it's not true. I mean. It's really, really, it it upsets me so much, partially because I've been that girl who's always been like, I'm keeping it cool and this, I'm never going to ask for it, I'm not going to say I love you first, I'm not going to ask to be exclusive, I'm not going to tell you what I'm looking for. Like, Mm -hmm. always. And it makes me so disappointed in my younger self because I realize how many opportunities um, went by me because I didn't ask for what I want. And I think, and I hope you know this listener, and I hope you've observed this, but, like, I think that basically everyone has the experience of, like, when you are around someone who unapologetically, like, and confidently owns what they're about and what they're looking for, it's sexy. Yes. And, like, mm-hmm. if a guy doesn't think that, he's a shit robot and, like, to the left. Like, night <laughs> night. You know? You like, learned it early, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, saying... Get out. Like, owning what you want like in a positive way makes you confident and proactive and like fucking assertive and fuck the word aggressive like assertive is what I think all women should be okay this is drunk feminism but you know like it's it owning that is gonna attract the type of people who you deserve Mm -hmm. and like put out the vibes that you want 
And like it's 2018, we can say what we want. Also, like just thinking another form of this was the language or that I was using to myself about the date from like almost a year ago. Because then like you just seem so grounded. But I was telling myself, toes, talking mm. about my mom was inappropriate, like that she had passed, like all everything. Like I don't know, it's something like uh whether it's clean whatever and, and I feel like this listener knows that she's not being like, she's like, I'm kicking myself. Like, I, it's just like, yeah. that's how ingrained it is in all of us. Totally. Yeah. I did it always. And it took, unfortunately, a boyfriend to help me be different. It took someone mm-hmm. who was more self-aware being like, and also therapy. Like, I don't want to devalue the fact that I did, like, do a lot of work yeah. myself in therapy. But it took someone who was way more self-aware than me being like, you can just tell me how you feel. Like, it doesn't have to be complicated. I talk about this all the time. But it was like, it took someone pulling it out yeah. of me with, like, a grappling hook. Yeah, you're, that was a very, like, graphic visual. Liza just was, like, <laughs> pulling intestines out of something. Or, like, scars out of a mouth. I was picturing, like, like when you're pulling a rope. I, I don't know anything about <laughs> doing anything with ropes. Okay. Also, the fact that you've been on six months of dates that don't go anywhere, that's, like, a blip. Like, the universe mm. has been around for how many billions of years? Mm. The fact that you go on six months of dates that don't go anywhere means that six months have been you figuring out what you like on dates, exploring new neighborhoods, new bars, meeting new people, learning more about yourself. That's awesome. And like, you're going to take that knowledge and then the next six months are going to be better. And that, or, or if they're not, that's fine. Yeah. Like things happen. Yeah. Six months is not a long time to be single. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And uh, yeah, there's something about like, and I'm totally the pessimist of the world, but just like also getting positive about the date itself. Like, maybe you try a new bar. Like I love mm-hmm. that. We always try to like, talk about the new bars um when we had dates we're getting there um oh my god so many neighborhoods have been ruined for me because i was like i went to a bar with this man and now i can't go back yeah r.i.p the financial district that's okay i think i think that's an r.i.p that's a good one to sacrifice Um, bullet and then yeah okay do we do one more quick one and then we'll be done yes unless you want to do crafting corner instead but we can also just put that in the secret facebook group yeah, join the secret Facebook group. We'll, I'll show you what I craft. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think it's a secret Facebook group. Yes. So all you have to do is Google it and request to join it. But I can probably invite you. I don't know if we're Facebook friends, but I can I'm probably still right invite now. you. We're doing it. I know. We always like don't know how to tell people when we have guests on how to find it. I know. Go I to Facebook. Just, type in five one first dates secret. Yeah, and it'll pop it'll up, pop up, and there'll be a little gray lock underneath the title, and it'll say closed group. And that's like, yeah. if you hit request. Someone will approve you. Yes. Okay, guys, I'm I'm a stranger, basically. I'm doing it. I just joined the group. I hit join. Kimmy oh, or I'll Liza get you. can request to yep. And then, guys, think about the advice that's going to come at you, because Hannah's in the group now. Oh, incentivizing. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Got you. This is from a listener who's like, unfortunately, I won't listen to this right away, because I'm still catching up, and I don't want it to be spoiled. <laughs> like, but I hope to hear it on the pod when I get there. So you're the sweetest. Um... When you're dating, I almost feel like we touched on this a little, but when you're dating, um, not sleeping with, but dating multiple people, I find it challenging to constantly be making up reasons I can't hang out because I have other oh. dates. I feel very vague saying, can't, I'm busy that night, time after time, but I also can't bring myself to outright lie. Any suggestions? It's possible you cover this on a pod I haven't gotten to yet, but I thought I'd throw it out there just in case. And this was specifically knowing you'd be on tonight, Hannah. But also, like, I don't really... I felt worried about this, and I don't think we ever talked about it. No, I don't think we have talked about it. And it's a big question. So, yeah, just how to handle dating multiple people. So I would say, regardless of whether or not you are doing this to lie to your future dates, just, like, make other shit. Like, go out with your friends. 
you know, like go to a comedy show, go to a movie, go salsa dancing, go to yoga, do whatever you do. Because number one, that's great for your life. Number mm-hmm. two, it makes you have legitimate excuses for the people you're dating. Mm-hmm. And number three, it just makes you more interesting when you actually go on the dates. So I don't think there's like a lose situation. Yeah. So like go to CrossFit. And I've never I- recommended CrossFit in my life. I'm like, yeah, whoa. Okay. Whoa. We're there. Okay, yeah. CrossFit dates. Um, but so like also I- you don't owe these people anything. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's what. Do you think there's ever a time where it's good or appropriate to just be like, oh, I have a date that night? Like, do you think it's cool to be open about the fact that you're dating other people, especially if it's early stages? And we're talking like you're in the first mm-hmm. handful of dates with any number of people, like no sleeping with them. Or and even if she was anything. sleeping with them, but she specified yeah. not. So that's where, you know, like I probably not a lot of talks have been had. Like you're not doing anything. I have had, I've been, I've dated two people at once and I was sleeping with both of them and it was tricky and I kind of would just they knew they both knew yeah but I would talk around it instead of just being like I'm seeing the other guy tonight you know yeah I I, I would lie and make or make up excuses I feel like it's white lie territory and they're completely acceptable and like also saying I can't that night like you are a sweet sweet woman like I love I love your morals I think I need yeah like almost treat it like I don't know. I think everyone assumes everyone else is dating a ton, or at least I always did, yeah. until you have any kind of conversation. Or maybe start sleeping together. That's where it gets complicated. But again, people still assume that. I, like yeah. it, it, It's like, I don't know. I don't think there should be any guilt around it almost. Though I understand where it comes from. Right. Yeah, I think that you should be... Um kind like there's no point in rubbing somebody's face in the fact that you're dating other people mm-hmm. although they should be smart and realize you probably are so come up with an excuse and don't feel bad about it and then if you really like that person like maybe the reason you feel bad about it is because you like that person mm-hmm. in which case maybe have that conversation about exclusivity or commitment or whatever it is but yeah I wouldn't say do not feel bad yeah yeah and also like it's not a lie to say like oh I'm so sorry I would love to but I have plans that night like that's not a lie you do, not, you do have plans. You do have plans. You do have plans. There's no, there's no lie. And I think that that's fair. And I, I also think, not that I... Have you ever have you ever heard of the book, The Four Man Plan, or like... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, like, I had a... I never, I've never actually read it, but I've talked about it a lot Same. for a book that I've never read. Yeah, hashtag but, college. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but I think that a lot of people... I mean, in that book, I think one of the kind of tenets is, like, you're dating multiple people, and they all know that you're dating multiple people. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, it is important important if you're dating multiple people to be like you know at a certain point say like oh just you know I'm dating other people I don't know like and then yeah and then to not be rubbing it in their face when you are texting them that you can't hang out you don't have to say like it's a date but I do you you think it's important for it to be kind of like general knowledge after a certain point. Do, uh, do, sorry, let me rephrase that. Do you think it's important to share at a certain point that you're also dating other people? So one buzzword, I guess, of millennial dating is ethical non-monogamy. But the problem with that is that if you are casually dating a bunch of people, the idea of like quote-unquote chill is implied. Hmm. And then you can't really be ethical because you're trying to be chilled with this person saying, I don't really want to talk about my other relationships. Or I don't want to be vulnerable and say I want to date you and all these other people. And it gets very complicated. I would say if you are not comfortable having that conversation of what are we? Do you want to date other people? Are you dating other people? Like you don't need to 
reinforce that. And maybe that's a sign that you don't want it badly enough with that person. Mm. I think if you really, really, really want to do that one person, you're going to find the balls. Sorry to like say that, but like find the balls to say like, what are we? Yeah. Yeah. Or the ovaries. Or the ovaries. Yeah. And then to be like totally like annoying and game centric. I do think it's a little intriguing if you know someone might be dating other people. I feel like, like, at a certain point, I shared, it was the third date rule for a while, then that started biting me in the butt when the podcast did a little better, but, like, I don't know. First of all, it gives you a confidence, even if they don't know you're, like, dating all the time. I don't I think there's something to, like, going on the dates until you're breaking any kind of rule. That's not cool. Well, I think the whole thing about the four-man plan, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree with this, but is that uh, if people know you're dating other people they will be more forward with what they want because they know it's like, yeah, it's a little bit of a supply and demand thing. But if people are like, Hey, she's dating three other people. I like her. I'm going to actually have to be intentional about what I want. You know, like it's like a shit or get off the pot kind of scenario. All of my analogies are like really <laughs> weird and gross. To me. I love them. But it's really hot out. It's really hot. It's really in this apartment. Like, it was actually a bearable day, but, you know, no AC when we're recording. New York summer. All of our skins are glowing. Especially Manny's. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that there is something to that. It's not probably right for everyone. And it can lead to a lot of sticky situations that might not be worth if we could break it down just to her particular, I think, I can't I have plans that night. She wrote, can't I'm busy that night time after time, but I also can't bring myself to outright lie. Any suggestions? Let's see our suggestions. I think it's fine to say you have a work thing, a friend's thing, a personal thing, whatever. But also, if at a certain point you want to have that conversation, like, do that. Like, you don't have to say. Like, you don't have to make up plans. Like, just yes, be like, I yes. want to be with you or I don't. And maybe... Your guilt over making fake plans can help you decide how you feel. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I think also if you like the person and you say they want to hang out on Thursday, you're busy on Thursday, they text you, I think it's great to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I can't tonight, I have plans, but what about Sunday? Like, I think proposing a yes. another day, like I said earlier with like my flaking thing of like being proactive and showing them down the road Mm -hmm. and yeah and then I think my lasting thing is yeah don't feel guilty I don't think it's bad to date multiple people I think it's a gift of us being women in the time we are women is that we can go out and find what we want because I was having a moment where I was like if I was texting with either of you and you're like oh I have drinks that night I would be like who and you're friends like it's different than like you don't know even if you said that like it would be really weird for that person you're dating pretty casually like with who and then it wouldn't be a lot. Totally. And like, I, and I don't think it would be an, I wouldn't automatically assume, and I'm pretty paranoid and love to like go down the rabbit hole, like who's he dating? I wouldn't even like, even if you said drinks, which feels more like, or I have something like plans. Yeah. I wouldn't assume it was a date even from mm-hmm. my yeah. paranoid mind. Totally. Yeah. Also, I, this is the thing that I think screwed me over time and time again when I was single was that I would be like, Hey, like, great. Would love to go on a date with you, but I'm free in 10 or 11 or 14 days. Mm-hmm. Guys would get so mad at me. <laughs> it's hilarious. But like, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Like I have a life. So if the guys can't handle you being busy at the start, they're never going to handle you being busy. Like, do you That's really true. want a guy who's not going to be able to handle you going out for drinks with your friends, totally. going on vacation, going on a weekend yeah. thing, going to yoga, whatever. Or who wants, like, explanation of what you're doing. Yeah. Like, you have yeah. a life. It's Sorry. like, yeah. nah, yeah. You have a life. So okay. I, I think, like, your morals and conscious 
conscience are amazing, but like don't stress it. Yeah, and Mom. remember that like you should apply that kind of generosity to yourself. Oh yes. So we will wrap up. Hannah, let's promote all the things. Yes. Let's have everyone follow you. Tell where us can we find where, you? what, when. Sure. So <laughs> my debut novel, Playing with Matches, is available on Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, Target, Indie Bound. Hudson News if you're in an airport <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Hannah Orens H-A-N-N-A-H-O-R-E-N-S and, and you can you also have to read that book wait I'm just thinking of our listeners even more yes. <laughs> sorry go get that book listeners it's like exactly what you you all want to read Completely. and know it if you listen to this podcast um, and also everything that Hannah just referenced is going to be linked in the description of this podcast yes. um, as is our social which you've already heard us <laughs> shout out Probably. Or was that the other one we were? Whatever. Five one first dates pod on Instagram. Five one first dates pods at gmail. Five one first dates pod at gmail I'm so Send bad at saying your right worst address. first dates. Email us again. your worst I know first we haven't dates. been getting to them, but we will. We will. There will be moments. Um and uh, join the secret Facebook group, which I explained. Read, subscribe, review. Yes. Because please. you know uh, there are so many in the secret Facebook group, and we just want that many rate, subscribe, reviews. Special shout out and thanks to Jim from Five Ohm for recording our episodes and making us sound pretty. Yes, thank you. And also a big shout out to Anthony also from Five Ohm for making us sound really good in post. And you should check Five Ohm out online at fiveohm.com. And that's spelled F-I-V-E-O-H-M. Ohm.